0: You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com.
1: It's time for the Let's Be Frank Show, where we get Frank with your favorite celebrity and national touring comedians. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Be Frank Show, and if you miss our live broadcast on Comedy Slam Radio, find us on Stitcher Radio, Podomatic, and iTunes at Let's Be Frank's podcast. Keep laughing, my friends. Hello, and welcome to the Let's Be Frank Show on. TalkWod.com.
0: It's like we're in a dance party Dave Frank train or something here. Man. It what is a dance party, baby. Crazy. <laughs> the Even engineers the engineers getting it. in there's He's getting Gwiggy with it. Raising the roof over <laughs> here.
1: And, hey, so we got myself, Fat Davey. We got Gwiggy. And you might hear him coughing in the background. <laughs> 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 we have Josh Blue on as well. How are you, Josh? I'm
2: doing
1: well. I'm uh, doing well. Good, good. I was listening to you hack a little bit through the intro. It was pretty nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's not the flu. It's not. The... <laughs> so, so you're not coughing up any green sputum or anything.
2: No, no uh, green smoke.
1: Green smoke. That is interesting. Nice. What 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 do you smoke that comes out green, sir? I've never heard of such a an animal or product. Well,
2: oh, it's magical. I'm living here in Denver, Colorado.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Colorado. Isn't that one of those newly founded, you can smoke all you want states? Yes, sir. And you know what? They actually today uh,
2: made it completely legal. The uh, uh, governor signed uh, it officially legal that an ounce is a okay to have on you.
1: Nice. How much
2: is it okay to have on you? An An ounce. An ounce of pot? So I have two ounces on me now because I want to continue to break the law. <laughs> Dude, an ounce no, of weed's a lot of weed.
1: That's young. like a for for a big pothead. That's like a, 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 a half a month or a month supply, I would think.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: you got to have that on your person
0: <laughs> unless you can't
1: smoke. You know, very well
2: I'm in the man cave, so it's all
1: <laughs> over. Everywhere. There you go. I wish I had a no. man cave.
0: Now no, let me ask you: what, what does the law actually entail? It just that you're allowed to carry it? Or are you allowed to actually smoke it anywhere in public now, or no?
2: I don't think you can smoke it in public. They're still very vague on uh, the real. You know, uh, we just know it's okay to have. Uh, okay. I think every person is allowed to grow six plants.
1: And do you partake in that as well, or are you going to be go shopping at the stores for it?
2: Uh, you know, what, man. I like to grow plants, but I'm on the road too much to be maintaining a weed farm.
1: Right. That's got to be interesting, though, because if you're on the road, you know it's not the easiest thing to travel with. I would think. You know, I, I haven't been oh, a stoner sure in a long time. Sure it oh, it is. is. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, you just hop on a plane and say, "Hi, I'm Josh Blue, and this is my ounce of weed that I'm allowed to have."
2: Well, you know, you don't uh, bring an ounce. But but have you seen the idiots that are working the TSA lines?
1: Uh, I have seen some of them, yes.
2: Yes, But I figured the uh, machine
1: that they blow dust on you or whatever can really pick up whether you have drugs on you.
2: Oh, the scanner
1: thing? Uh, I guess, yeah, whatever. I don't know what the technical name is, but I guess scanner doohickey or thing will do just great. Yeah, the scanner (laughs) thing.
2: Yeah. That's the technical thing. I'm pretty uh, sick of the TSA, folks,
1: to be honest with you. So, So you bring marijuana pot weed with you on the planes and all that no big deal oh these are just jokes (laughs) no i'm just saying that's great that you're able to get it on there i'm sure people would love to find out the secret if i was still a stoner i would want to know how uh,
2: you know just have faith that they're too dumb to find it
1: nice all right
0: so what? If, yeah, this so is if, why people tune into your show just to learn how to commit crimes. This is great. That's great. Let's yeah. let's be <laughs> frank with Dave Frank and we learn can... how to drug drug traffic. This is great. Hey, no.
2: Who'd have better learned it from than a guy with cerebral palsy who doesn't really know shit about anything?
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> well, you got a college education, so you should be all right.
2: Yeah, I sure do.
1: Yeah, you, what would you? I
2: learned them real good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you actually took stand up in college, didn't you? Didn't you take a little stand up course?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I went to a pretty crazy uh, liberal arts college called Evergreen state College, and uh,
1: Evergreen was that in Colorado as well? Just keeping all in the
2: yeah, it's in Olympia, Washington.
1: Oh, okay, another the freeze.
2: The other state, state that legalized pot. So, yeah, coincidence. <laughs> I think not.
1: I I was going to say, I I think you have set yourself up for success in your life here. You're like, this is something I know I'm going to want to live with. I'm just going to move to states that work with me. Yeah,
2: exactly. All right. Well, you know, even since you don't know who I am, I like the same idea of cerebral palsy, and uh, that's why I talk like this. Um, You sound
1: fine, man. You know, just like every other pothead coughing and calling in. You can't tell the difference.
2: I'd like to just get that out of the way, because, you know, otherwise, you know, your listeners are like, this guy sounds pretty drunk, too.
1: <laughs> well, you should hear some of the radio hosts on this station. we got this one guy who's sober, and I think he's, we think he doesn't even have the excuse of cerebral palsy. He's just got, I don't know, stupidity.
0: Yeah, it would be pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I have an interesting question for you and we're going to hop off a of, I want to, it's I'm going back to the so. weed thing. It's going back to the weed thing cuz I'm intrigued by it. But uh once you, if if let's say you're in Florida and you're doing some shows and and you want to catch a buzz, what do you what do you do? You just go to the store and buy a tool or you you, you would uh you, you crafty little son of a bitch and create some stuff? What are you doing?
2: You know, what I smoke out of is uh the apple
1: so, you're, nice. what are you, smoking the fruit of knowledge to make the make, get smart while you smoke?
2: Yeah, you know, an apple a day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, he uh, was like, I just flew in. Hey, can we stop by a fruit stand?
2: Yes, I've done that.
1: I've done that to the club owner before.
2: Yeah, you know, I really wanted my green room is apple. <laughs> no, fuck bottle water. I need apples. Awesome. They're like, That's wow, great. he's really a healthy guy. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna back. laughs> he coughs a lot for a healthy guy.
1: <laughs> All right. So, hey, let, we'll move away from the marijuana for a no, moment. No,
2: no, me, can I tell you guys one story about the apple? Yes. Absolutely. I've been dying to tell some of those stories. Tell away. So I, I like I said, smoke out of the apple uh, bowl. And one time I was on the East Coast, and I was waiting for my ride, and I just smoked my apple, and I was all stoned, waiting for my ride, and then on the other side of the street, I saw a pig on a horse, like a cop, riding a horse, (laughs) Nice. and I was all stoned and paranoid, like, man, what if the horse smelled the apple? (laughs) You know, just like stone paranoid thought, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: <laughs> and then just as I'm thinking that, the horse turns parallel to me and starts crossing in the middle of the street, like nose to nose, eye level, you know, just walking toward me. <laughs> and it gets about halfway across me before I realize the cop is like waving at me, like, hey, Josh Blue, <laughs> you know, I voted for you on else Comic Standing. <laughs> So then I started talking to the cop for a couple minutes, and then I was like, hey, could I feed your horse an apple? <laughs> and he was like, sure. So I said a police horse a weed apple.
1: Nice. <laughs> he went home and ate a shitload of hay.
2: Yeah, but he was like clippity-clopping down the street sideways and shit.
3: <laughs>
2: awesome that cop's like what know, that I guy feel, josh i feel so much better now that it's off my chest
1: <laughs> so let me ask you i know a lot of people that that know know who you are already know that you you got a lot of your uh notoriety after winning um last comic standing but yeah. how long before that did you actually really start doing comedy was it after college or do you consider those open mics and stuff that you were doing in college. Was that your start, or was there a big gap after college?
2: You know, man, there's a really big, um, I studied stand-up in college for a whole, like, six months. And in that time, I got my own show, and I performed every Wednesday at a coffee shop. And people were coming out in numbers back then.
1: Now, was this a coffee shop that they sold? Coffee or the other kind of coffee shop?
2: Just coffee.
1: All right, just checking.
2: Maybe some pastries. (laughs) But uh, actually, uh, I found a band that was playing there, and they asked me to do the time in between. There was two bands. They wanted me to do the time in between them. And then after, like, two weeks, the owner of the coffee shop was like, you need to have your own night because after I was done, everybody would leave. Wow! And just leave the second band hanging.
1: That's horrible. It's great wow. for you, bad for them. But how yeah, much time were yeah. you doing then? I mean, how, how much time were you doing if you were just just in college and you're just starting stand up? Okay,
2: get this. I was doing forty five to an hour of between bands
1: material every week. Every week,
2: damn! It was awful. I can't even do that now. <laughs>
1: I mean, That's what? Like what? Insane. Do you remember any of the conversations you had with the audience from back then? Especially yeah, doing a, a different.
2: It was just me telling stories about my life, and you know, I have a pretty crazy life thus far, and uh, I was born in Africa, so I talk a lot about my life in Africa and um, just other aspects of having a disability and being a camp counselor for inner-city youth. I mean I can't imagine uh, it being funny at all, but people came every week and I don't think it was like a pity party either.
1: No, I'm sure it wasn't.
2: You know, you sit to that one time and it's awful. You're not fucking going back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. So so that must have put you in a good position because after Let's Comic I'm sorry, Last Comic Standing you probably felt pretty comfortable going out and doing the half hour and 45 minutes headliner spots?
2: Yeah, you know what? By the time I did Last Comic, I was already a touring headlining comedian. Um, I was already headlining the Funny Bone in Memphis, and I had already headlined Comedy Works in Denver and some other pretty big clubs. So I had some... some you know, I did. I did a lot of tire. I did a lot of load work too. When I graduated from college, I, you know, did the shitty one niner's in Wyoming.
1: Nice. So That's you were. Time. You felt pretty seasoned going on the show then.
2: Yeah, you know what else was a major um, boost and help, and a lot of people uh, poo poo on this guy, but I toured with Carlos Mencia. All right. Or uh a couple years and i know there's a lot of negative stuff about that guy but mm-hmm. he really helped my career a ton by giving me stage time in front of large audiences so nice. before last comic standing like we did a new year's eve show that was three thousand seat venue
1: wow wow that's yeah. a pretty big venue so
2: so by the time i did last comic standing that was already old hat you know nice
0: Cool. Now, 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 I guess since you said Carlos Mencia, I guess the big question everybody always probably has to ask, did he ever steal any of your material, do you think?
2: Well, you know what? Um, I, I always joke about this. Um, <coughs> if he starts doing cerebral palsy material, you know where it came from. <laughs> nice.
1: He comes out that's and awesome. flares his arm around and be like, wait a minute, that's Josh Bluesting.
2: Nice. Yeah. I also, had to ask him, I- sorry. I, I stole some shit from him, so oh, nice. it's all
1: good. Well, all, is that all your Spanish material?
2: Yep. <laughs> <A> Semi racist material.
1: <laughs> well it was great because the first time that I heard you talk about being a white African American, I was like, How does this <laughs> guy pull off this joke? And then I you know, I done a little bit more research and I realized that you were actually born in Africa. I was like, Oh shit. Nobody knows <laughs> yeah. that on stage. <laughs> I was
2: born in Cameroon, and uh, I moved when I was very young to Minnesota because I guess my parents were like, hey, what's a lot like Africa? Let's move this cripple ass to Minnesota.
0: <laughs> it's mistaken for that all the time.
2: four, so, uh, you know, I don't really remember Cameroon, but I lived in Minnesota till I was 15, and then we moved to Senegal, West Africa.
0: Oh, wow. I've that? Uh, was
2: there for a whole year and I really believe that that is probably the most influential time of my life and I really um, kind of got to see, you well know, I definitely got to see how other people live their lives and realize that you know I had some, some sadness about having cerebral palsy before that but then I went there and you know I saw how other people live their lives and I was like man I got a lot of other good shit going on I have no right to be upset about with disability you know
1: right and as, really,
2: and as far yeah, as cerebral
1: but, palsy i mean there there are people that are a lot worse off with with the condition
2: definitely i oh, definitely well bringing back to carlos Sincere, he, in an interview about me one time he said josh has the right amount of cerebral palsy <laughs> <laughs> that's the right man
1: that is great
2: <laughs> It's pretty much right on, too, you know? It, it's, it's palatable. There if you I go. much worse, you wouldn't understand me, or, you know, you'd find it more awkward. But not only am I funny, but I can also kick your fucking ass.
1: There you go. <laughs> 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 and that's because you're like one of the – remember, on the, is, on, is it on The Simpsons or on The Family Guy, where they're like, we're selling those wacky, uh, inflatable arm guys? We're going to get one like you—the wacky inflatable, crazy arm guys that they put outside of all like the 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 get your oil change places. I I want to get a Josh. I want to get a Josh Blue one. That's what we Uh, should do. You should sell that next to the t-shirts on the site.
2: All right, will do. Thanks for the heads (laughs) up. Send me a text later and
1: remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why? You're going to smoke away your memory during the show?
2: I don't even know. what You said. (laughs)
1: <laughs> did, did you know you're on the live radio right now
2: Ah, uh, oh man i thought it was my friend carl he <laughs> <laughs> does right. this dual voice thing i don't
1: know <laughs> nope this I is i wish
2: i was in studio with you guys
1: i wish you were in mm-hmm. studio with us too but
2: it'd be so much more fun i could see how big a fat bastard you really
1: are <laughs> oh man it, you know what's funny i am a big fat bastard and We started this radio station in a closet, Mm -hmm. and there there was barely enough room for me and the engineer to be in the room at the same time. So, you know, now it's nice. They got this big roomy studio. There's two studios, an engineering room. I got room to turn to the left and to the right. I think they picked out this room for me based on my waist size.
2: That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you've done a lot of other radio. You've been on a bunch of different shows, you know. Yeah, tons. So, when you're on the radio shows, do they talk to you more about your Sarah Popolsi, or do they want to know more about your comedy? Oh, uh, you know, it
2: just depends on the uh, station. You know, if it's a station I've been to before, you know, then I'm a legit comic, and you know, Sarah Popolsi is really secondary to my comedy now. I mean, when I first started, I had a lot of material that depended on it. Right. Now, I'm just uh, able to talk about being a dad and and a a, a husband and other aspects of life that have nothing to do with my disability, but it always comes from the perspective of someone with cerebral palsy. You know, I mean, i tried it from a big, fat, black woman point of view, but that didn't work out to (laughs) me.
0: Wow. Now, now, when you first started off comedy, um, was it hard to get over? Was it hard to to work in some of the the cerebral palsy material, or did, was it ever anything that was uh, hard to talk about on stage about cerebral palsy? I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, what, man. Uh, I found that uh, when I was in college, I didn't even really talk about it that much um, in my show. It wasn't till I graduated and started doing open mics at clubs and bars and stuff that I realized that people really respond when you can take your own personal shit and just laugh at yourself and not take it seriously.
1: little because self-deprecating I really believe, humor.
2: I believe that all of us have a disability in some way, and I also believe that all of us take ourselves way too seriously, and I met a lot of people, and you're really not all that. So, calm
1: down. <laughs> I think they like good to philosophy. call that self-deprecating humor, and I do all fat guy jokes for the most part. I pick on myself, my ability to only get laid off of Match dot com, all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> well, I would have guessed Christian Mingle, but I don't. I, th- I think they they boycott they boycott the Jewish guys. They don't let me on Christian Mingle. Yeah, but... Besides the, those Christian broads, they're a little fucked up in the head. Yeah, they're the ones that are always yeah. cutting off hubby's peckers and got all mm-hmm. crazy shit going on. You don't hear about Jewish yeah. women doing that stuff.
2: I was Japanese, so um, I'm not afraid from my pecker, more afraid from my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, did you meet her yeah. in Japan or did you meet her here?
2: Uh, she's in Boulder. And uh, the girl that I was dating at the time told me that her friend was moving to town, and <laughs> I should take her out and show her around. And And uh, that's all she wrote. Oh, wow.
1: There you go. So you just moved on from your
0: girlfriend to her friend.
2: I pulled the old switcheroo. Wow.
0: Nice. I, t- <laughs> I take it you don't talk to your ex-girlfriend anymore, <laughs> she doesn't either? Well, we're
2: all good now. It took a few years, but yeah. we're all good. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. and uh, actually, my wife and our an anniversary just last Friday. Oh, Which,
1: congratulations. Finally. How many years Thank married?
2: You. I, ooh, sometime now.
1: <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm sorry. How long have you had your prison sentence? Is that better? It'll be like seven <laughs> think, uh, years, two hours, 12 days. <laughs> uh, we've been married for four years.
2: Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And, uh, uh, you know, it's very funny we got married in Japan. Um, but if you recall what last Friday was, um,
1: yes, that was, uh, the anniversary of the, was that, was that, was Pearl the bombing Harbor. Pearl Harbor? Pearl
2: Harbor, yeah. Uh, so we got married in Japan on Pearl Harbor. Oh
1: man.
3: Which, wow.
2: Which, um, neither, like I didn't, uh, I didn't plan that. My wife set it all up. So
3: Wait. at least she didn't she brought,
2: plan when she brought it to me, I was like, is this date okay? I was like, oh, yeah. Perfect.
1: Well, wow. at least she didn't exactly. plan a wedding with an American. She planned a wedding with an African.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's hey, so hey, it's all point. all right. Good point. Good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they can't get mad. You're African, man.
2: Right. Her dad can get real mad.
1: So, so let me ask you, Josh, growing up, who were some of the people that you... Uh, watched as far as comedians or, uh, you know, who inspired some of your comedy, which is a little crazy.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I don't really see too much stand-up back before. Yeah, I guess I heard Eddie Murphy's, like, tape, you know, steal it from my brother's friend and hide in the basement and just giggle because he's swearing a lot, you know? Right. Not necessarily that you got all the jokes, but you got that it was funny. Right. And so, then, but so as far as, like, my folks go, you know, my parents would watch, like, Golden Girls and shit like that. So <laughs> Cheers and Frasier, shit like that. And then one person I really admire uh, and still do is John Cleese. All right. Um, from like faulty Powers and obviously Monty Python. Nice. But that guy is a fucking genius. And then as I moved into college, I just became a huge Chris Papps fan. Nice. And I just think that he is so brilliant in the way that he can take subjects that should not in any way be funny and make them educational. And fucking hilarious
1: nice
2: and i kind of like to emulate that a bit with talking about disability you know just make it so in your fucking face that you don't have a, any way to first not laugh at it and then uh you know you you lead myself with a different uh perspective and that's every time i leave with chris show, i have a different perspective to- Right. And then I'm also a huge Mitch Hedberg fan. Nice.
1: Now, is that just because he's a stoner? You don't want to feel like you're alone? When you're smoking, you play a little Mitch Hedberg. You're like, all right, I got my buddy with me. M- no,
2: uh, uh, you really. know, I smoked long before I and, uh, knew of Mitch's shit, yeah. You know? Nice. Nice. Uh, no, I just think uh, he's just a brilliant wordsmith. Mm-hmm. I think he knew... You know, it's probably like, uh, you know, it's probably even beyond him. You know, the stuff he figures out how to say. Because sometimes when I say funny things, I'm like, I don't even know where that came from.
1: Every time I go on a road trip, I have a one of Mitch Hedberg CDs, and I listen to oh, that yeah. thing on the way. It's like a four hour trip. I'm like, I'm listening nice. to it twice. I don't care because it, it's, it,
2: it's, it's
1: Absolutely, you should. not It's kind of like when you're in a if when you're in a sales position. Mm-hmm. This is going back 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I got in sales. I they didn't give me like a sales training class. They they said, "Listen, go home and watch the movie Boiler Room. If you still want to be in <laughs> if you still want to be in sales, let me know." That should be go listen to you got to listen to Mitch Hedberg. After that, if you still want to be in comedy, come on back. So, who are some of that the uh, who, What are some of the favorite cities that you like going to?
2: Um, yeah, I dig a lot of cities, man. I, I'm, I'm a really outdoorsy person, so I can't, I can't just sit in my hotel room. So when I'm in your town, I like to go hike around. Um, I really like Seattle. I like San Francisco. Um, you yeah, know, I like Cleveland. It's a pretty fun town to walk around in. Uh. Yeah, man, it's really weird. Uh, Any town I go to, I can find something cool about it.
1: So you've been down Um, here in Tampa a couple of times, Sarasota. Oh, yeah. Where do you like to hang out when you come down this way?
2: Uh, What do I do there? I usually go to the Fox News station and get stoned with the hosts.
0: Nice. (laughs) They just let you light up there at the news station. That's awesome.
2: It's fun. Nice. No, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what I do there.
1: They're just like, here comes Josh with another bag of apples.
2: Exactly. He's he's always
1: carrying those apples when he comes to Florida.
2: No, it's pretty funny when, uh, you know, sometimes I'll show up in the town and there'll be a bag of apples at the green room. Like the waitresses, (laughs) will bring them in.
1: Nice. They're like, he's back.
2: Feed them to a horse. So,
0: go ahead. Now I was gonna ask you, you know, what did you actually study in college? Did you you study creative writing and stuff?
2: Yeah, a lot of creative writing. I did some theater. I did some science. Um, for a whole semester, I went back to Africa, mm-hmm. and I did an internship in a zoo in Dakar, the capital of Senegal, West Africa. Wow! Nice. So I spent three months working, uh, basically, intern duty in a zoo, working with a lot of uh, animals that, you know, I've had more hands-on experience than most people. You know, I've been attacked by more animals than most people can name. (laughs)
3: Nice. (laughs)
2: Uh, And I'll tell you, that was a very influential time in my life, too. I was twenty at the time, and um I got to you know work with tigers and bears and hyenas, and you know Africa's not they don't have the same standards over there that they do here, so we're feeding them like donkeys and shit
0: nice wow, <laughs> now, now
2: our... a pretty intense experience
0: <laughs> I bet. Now the bears and stuff and everything out in Africa—they good audience members when you're doing stand-up in Africa? Or no?
2: <laughs> no. Well, you know, what I did do as part of my project, and this is completely insane, but um, there was one gorilla on on the at the zoo, four hundred fifty pound silverback gorilla. Damn. I became pretty close with him. I became like one of the three people in the world that could uh, pet him. Oh, no way. And uh, what I have them do, I have the zookeepers lock me in one of the cages right next to the gorilla. Uh-huh. And uh, I put myself on display for an entire day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just picture a, a white guy with cerebral palsy in a cage in a zoo in Africa
3: <laughs> um, next and to a
2: 450 a of- pound bear. I mean there was like 70 people surrounding my cage the entire day. <laughs> to the point where I think people were going and like going to the payphone and like calling their friends like, "Hey man, you got to come see this shit."
0: <laughs> nice. Did they put a sign out in front of your cage that said, don't feed the the American or whatever.
1: He, he only eats <laughs> apples.
2: <laughs> don't feed the two Bob. <laughs>
1: So, so uh, me... Yeah,
2: so Senegal, man, I mean, that, that, I think that experience working in the zoo was another point in my life where I just realized, like, I've already done a lot of cool shit. Absolutely. Uh, and if if I died now, then I could say I did a lot of cool shit.
3: Yeah, definitely. And
2: then, right. ever since then, I've just been able to continue doing fun and cool shit.
1: Now, aside from comedy, you also are a big soccer fan, and you play, well, I guess up until very recently, you played soccer. Uh,
2: Yeah, um, I was a member of the U.S. Paralympic soccer team for nine years, and uh, I got to travel all over the world. I've been to, I think, seven different countries uh, representing the United States playing soccer, and... uh, you know, it's weird when you're doing that stuff, it's just fun and, and having, you know, when you're traveling and playing. But when you talk about it to people, it's weird when you look back, like, who else has traveled the world fucking playing soccer <laughs> and traveled the world as a professional stand comedian? Like, when I talk about, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> how, does, how does this work out? And uh, I recently got kicked off the team. Well, they cut me uh, for doping. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Didn't you be like, I'm Josh Blue, bitches. You can't cut me. I know. I was like, I should get a medal just for being able to play stone. Come on, bro.
0: <laughs> I thought it was performance-enhancing drugs that were a problem, not the other way around, the other stuff. I know, right? Batman.
2: If I could kick a ball when I'm high, then fuck yeah. I've been in <laughs> two ways. Nice But, um, you know, uh, as far as a soccer career, you know Nine years of a national team and getting to go to I was in the the 04 Paralympic Games in Athens, Greece
0: Nice Very cool
2: You know, so I'm a Paralympic athlete Uh, I've been to a bunch of different tournaments in different countries Brazil, Russia, you know it's just amazing, uh, amazing experience. And um, when I got cut from the team, it was right before this last London Olympics. Uh, yeah. And I got to say, I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. You know? I definitely have done a lot more shows stand-up-wise than practice.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I definitely drink a lot of Budweiser at night, which isn't very conducive to... Uh, jogging early
0: in the morning. Right. It's not part of the training and, regimen.
1: And, and, and in soccer, don't they promote oranges instead of apples? And that just doesn't going to work out for you. Oh, that's like, fucking bullshit, <laughs>
0: It's
1: too juicy, I man. Used... I know, man. It's like an overflowing bond.
2: i was <clears throat> like, coach, just let me hit the apple and I will score. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, man, being on that team was probably one of the cool things you know, I got to do just as far as uh, getting to be on a team, because when I was a kid, I went to, you know, uh, able-bodied, you know, normal school. So I tried out for soccer, but, you know, they're not going to take me on the team. I got terrible ball Mm -hmm. Everybody else doesn't. I got cut from the team when I was in junior high school, and it just left a real bitter taste in my mouth, and uh, I never let it stop me from enjoying the game. That's good. And it ended up paying off, you know. I just wish I could go meet see that coach that cut me and be like, hey, <laughs> fuckhead. I say, people do you know that you've coached maybe as far as I have.
1: There you go, man. Yeah. You should get us his name. We will look him up, get him on the show, and we'll have you have him call in when you when you're in Tampa oh, next time.
2: Perfect. It's, it's not in studio.
1: Yeah, we'll get him <laughs> in studio and you in studio, and you, you guys can kick each other. Like,
2: we'll have like let's have a, a goal shooting contest or
0: <laughs> nice. that would be doing
1: <clears throat> so i know you also have i know and you're really proud of your youtube channel where you have millions of hits already you know people going through some of your videos are all you know two million hits and a million hits so you're, right, you're getting a lot crazy. of popularity there
2: yeah you know it's been really cool i, I gotta tell you um With Last Comic Standing, you know, the majority of people know me from that. But as of late, it's been more people on the street going, Hey, man, I saw your YouTube video. Nice. And it's cool to be able to move into a different medium and still have that sort of uh, appeal or whatever it is that is fucking going on in my life. (laughs) Now, you also Uh, did a... you know, I just thoroughly enjoyed making funny things happen and um, trying to capture it. Because what kills me is these funny things are going to happen whether there's an audience there or not. And I might as well take an advantage and, and let other people in on my joke.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, uh, yeah. I Have you seen that one? Uh, it's called Josh New Gets Out Palsied.
1: Yes, that was just extremely funny. Uh,
2: yeah people gotta go check that one out.
1: yeah now that one has another another person comes up on stage who has cerebral palsy and, and, uh, yes, and you guys and go to is, give each other a high five?
2: Well, I mean it, it, it's it's hard to explain, but what people don't know is that was an audience of 2500 people. Wow. It was a huge thing, and this guy just kind of staggers up to the front of the stage. And, you know, I'm in the middle of my show and just asked to come up on stage with me. And the audience was like, Yeah, let him on. like, Oh, fuck, here we go. (laughs) And then Comedy Gold happened. So definitely check it out how Josh Lee Lee gets out Paul Lee. (laughs)
1: There you go. Now, I was watching on. Just on your on your regular page, joshblue.com, uh, your latest video, the Rose Hill Drive Psychoanalyst, where you're, like, yeah, singing a little hard rock.
2: That's, sad that that's my latest video because I think I did that, like, two years ago. But, okay, I guess I need to update my website. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Rose Hill Drive. That was a really fun uh, video to do. I, uh... Didn't know that band at all. They just reached out to me. They're a Boulder band. They reached out to me and asked me if I'd be in their video, and we knocked that out. I think it's pretty fun and badass.
1: Hell yeah, it was awesome to watch.
2: It's a good song too. I mean, I really enjoyed the
1: song. Absolutely. So you've been on a lot of different uh, TV shows now. You <laughs> I mean, obviously Fox, CBS, ABC. You had a. Uh the best winning reality show guests you've been on with Regis and Kelly. I think those people have been on TV since the TV has been invented, Regis and Kelly. I Mostly mean,
0: just Regis. Kelly Yeah, California.
2: Regis. Yeah, Regis. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't even there when I was there. It was just Kelly.
0: Oh, nice. And she,
2: yeah, it was even better that way. I didn't have to, nothing to offset her beauty, you know? Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, you've also done a bunch of festivals. You've done the Aspen Comedy Festival. Comedy Central South Beast, I'm sorry, Comedy Central South Beast Comedy Festival. So are you still doing the festivals?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, festivals are weird. There's a lot of different um, categories uh, to get into a festival. So, uh, you know, when you're up and coming, there's a lot of opportunity. When you're already an established comic, to get into a festival, I'm up against, like, Jim Norton and people like that so I get them here and there but you know I'm not up against a bunch of new comics anymore I'm up against big name comics who are really really fucking funny and you know that's an honor but so I had to get in them
1: and you've been holding your own against these guys you know booking clubs and colleges for a year or so it shouldn't be that yeah, big for you you know,
2: nothing nerve wracking, anyway. No, it's not. I mean, I I'll do any show. I've done shows that most people would run away from, and I really wish I would have run a lot of them. But um, <laughs> I, I, I did a show in uh, Nebraska. I was the um, entertainment for uh, the the Special Olympics.
0: Nice.
2: Oh wow. Which was really, uh, really a cool honor, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and it wasn't the type of event that I could do straight stand up. So uh, I did a lot of fun and dance.
0: Oh really? <laughs> nice.
2: But I mean, it was one of those events where. Most stand-ups would have been like, I'm I'm taking a fucking Greyhound out of here right now. <laughs> nice. But it was probably my favorite gig that I've done, too. So.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's cool, definitely. So are you still sporting this big, huge beard and, uh, like, the West Side outfits here, man? You're looking like you're going all hip-hop.
2: <clears> oh, <throat> uh, no, no. I'm uh, short hair now and clean shaver
1: clean-shaven. That's like back to your college days then, right?
2: Well, you know, I, my face is a, very chameleon-like. I can change it into whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, I was actually running for vice president. I, know, I don't know if you've seen any of that. Um, I have a website you guys should check out called youhopeichange.com. <laughs> nice. And, uh, there's a 20 videos uh, that you can link to and uh, see me basically being an asshole politician.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, I did a whole press conference and uh, I just I, I would say I was running for vice president uh, and I didn't care who won president. I would just flip flop my views. Either way. <laughs> nice. So
1: yeah. yeah, you got a whole yeah. bunch. I just pulled it up. You got a whole bunch of stuff on this site. This is yeah, loaded yeah. with good stuff. Endorsements. And, uh,
2: I was a little, I was a little bummed, you know. My name didn't even show up in the polls, but I got four years
1: to reboot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look how many people attempted to run. Doesn't Ross Perot still run every other year? There's only an election every four years, he but he runs, just runs every runs other his year. house. You know, now he's yeah. just running at his house.
2: Yeah, I mean. I feel like if I'm elected, a lot of shit is gonna go wrong.
1: Are you gonna take Are you gonna take away all the other spots and make them all handicapped so I gotta walk my fat ass further?
2: I'm doing you a favor, you big bastard. <laughs>
1: Everybody wants to do the fat guy a favor. One, where are the people that just bring me food and shut up? And I don't want those stinking burnt up apples. <laughs> all
2: right, man. I know you're after you want a big greasy pizza.
1: <laughs> I, I do like pizza I can
2: smell it on your breath through the phone <laughs> nice.
0: He's wearing pizza right now What are you talking about? That's his underwear
1: That's my I got my pizza underwear And you know I figure if I wear the pizza outfit It takes away from my pizza face From all the pimples From the fast food
2: You sexy beast
1: I am <laughs> I. You know what You know And it's funny because Until I got like super fat I didn't have any confidence All of a sudden I got fat And I was like Fuck it Who cares Whoever I go up to, they're just going to see a fat guy. So now I don't care what the girls think. I just go up and say what I want, or I guess I pick them up online first because I figure if if they've made it through all the fat pictures and all the bullshit that I put up there, and they click yes, I'm in. They seem cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if they make well, it past dude, the fat guy picture, I'm and getting lucky. i found the system, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it works out. <laughs> I, I steal some profiles from other people who have better, uh, better lives than me, and put up my picture, and I and I go for it.
2: Well, good. I'm glad that's working out, man.
0: <laughs> Basically, you can steal from anybody. Is what you're trying to say?
1: Uh, love material, yes. <laughs> I do not steal uh, comedy, but I, I will steal anything that's that gets me laid like online.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I was wondering about. Is, why is it okay for you to? Uh, do someone else's material if you do it in their voice. Like that's <laughs> that's just an impersonator. But if you don't do the voice, then you're a hack.
1: I don't know, man. Well, how about if you give credit to the person before you do the joke? But then you can't even do the joke.
2: Yeah, I mean
1: that's hard to do. Yeah. Hey,
2: here's a funny joke that my friend said. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're better off just coming up with your own material, otherwise you get you'll be the next Carlos Mencia.
2: Yeah, well
1: He's a he's a rich bastard.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a rich bastard for telling other people's jokes, so it happens.
2: Yeah. You know it's killed me about Carlos. I think he's a, a really good stand up comic. I think he's got the the stage presence down. I feel like he had enough of his own material that he never needed to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I felt like he, I really think he's a very strong stand-up.
3: Yeah,
2: well, he I'm not st- a, I'm not really a fan, to be real honest with you, even before any of that shit came out. But I see his, like he's a strong, skilled performer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does have good ability because yeah. he was a. Long before he ever had any of those acquisitions, he was doing comedy for years mm-hmm. and right, selling and out stadiums. Out. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can see that when he's so, when he's on stage. He definitely has great great presence on stage, great performance ability, and even some of the acting stuff that he's done. Some of the movies that he's been in it actually, I mean, he really does an excellent job. So, and that stuff he doesn't yeah. have to write. So, he's, of course, he does great with that too. But, but no, seriously, he, he does really great there. So.
2: Right, and you know, I'm. Um, yeah, it's one of those mixed emotions, you know? I think he fucked up. Yeah. But I think that he was, and is a great standup. of
1: Yeah. So but again,
2: I'm not a fan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you're out uh, doing comedy now, Woody. You, you're out like two or three weekends a month. So you're on the road a lot away from the family?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much three, yeah, Two to three a week, uh,
0: a month, yeah. Was that hard to to, to uh, Was that a hard change when you first got married and everything? Having to, I don't know. Reschedule. Yeah, you know, what? um, what's great.
2: Is that? Uh, um, I've been with my wife since before I was thrown, uh, You know, before like all the uh, stand-up comedy shit took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, this is, I, I mean, I was already touring when I met my, my wife, so,
1: so. She was I, used to it.
2: Yeah, this is all she's known. And, you know, ever since the kids have been here, I've already been touring like a madman. So that's one thing I learned in Africa is you can have a family any way that you want, as long as it's the way that it works. You know, you can make it work. Absolutely. This is, if you raise this way, then this is right. And, you know, what's great is when I'm home, I'm home. So I've just been home for like 10 days. And I get to just be home and be daddy. And my kids have had the flu for the last five days, which has been hell on earth. But I'm really glad that I'm here and able to take care of
1: them. That's excellent. Now, well,
2: I'm definitely ready to get a drink on the road.
1: <laughs> so you save all the drinking from when you're out away from the kids.
2: Oh no! I've been drinking this whole time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> smoking and drinking and drinking and smoking. I That's think it's good, a requirement man. Requirement when you have kids, you got to start drinking more. There you go. Yeah, well,
2: you know what? I tell my wife this is a
1: six-hour interview. <laughs> <laughs> He's like six hours. you there so long. Yeah. It's for business.
2: I business. <laughs> so. She's just outside the man cave yelling.
1: <laughs> so we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, where are oh, some thank of the. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been that bad, or are you just jonesing for another hit off the bong?
2: Oh, no. I don't. I'm getting
1: in the way of that. <laughs> He's like, "Won't this fat bastard shut up so I can go smoke?" I've been smoking the whole time too. So. <laughs> well, you've been holding the coffin down, man. That's good. You must be getting yeah, a little better.
2: Away, out of the way, and be. The... I'm a trained professional.
1: Nice. So, so you're blowing out. You're smoking purple stuff and blowing out green stuff. You said, right?
2: Yeah, it's just slim, but <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, when you're on stage, you incorporate a little bit of improv in with your comedy, don't you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I uh, I feel like um, that's something I like to incorporate even more. I have a pretty solid set of jokes that I do, but I'm never married to them. So I will throw my material away. At any time, if something better is going on in the room,
1: you know? Yeah, now, and I think Gwiggy can uh, understand that a little bit more because he's part of an improv group and does improv on stage for his own shows, where I don't really cool. delve into that that much. What's up with that, Gwiggy? Mm-hmm. I'm just horrible at improv and you're great.
0: Pretty much. I'm talented and you're not. That's fucking... No. up. <laughs> no. Kidding. Fuck it. That's funny. Uh-huh. That
2: sounds uh, accurate, Wiggy. Huh? I said that sounds accurate. I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Wiggy, seen all my shows. So Josh Groove, just—he just agreed with me, so it's—it's—it's fact it's, it's now. It's over. I suck.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm giving up comedy. I'm just going to do the radio
0: show then.
2: <laughs> well, less movement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you think he's moved this whole time? Really? <laughs> Absolutely just, not. Yeah, no.
1: I, I I don't get a green room at my clubs. I just demand a chair and a burger. Can I have a burger with lots of bacon and clogged arteries yeah,
2: on it? I heard there was a comic that was so fat. I don't know his name, but he was a headliner. He was so fat that he couldn't walk on stage, so they just throw a sheet over him. Like, like, they would help him on stage before the show. Wow. And throw a sheet over him, and then the feature would come out and do a set where the big fat guys, like, under a sheet behind them. And then he's like, get ready for your headline, and then pull the sheet off of him.
1: Have to check that out. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, that is definitely worth looking up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's a goal, at least.
1: <laughs> I, I guess he's doing he's doing sit down comedy oh
2: yeah i think he's doing like blah <laughs>
1: yes i i am fat but my legs are still strong enough for me to get up and down and my, my i'm well, healthy enough to, for sex
2: good well that's good man you know once you're in need of a rascal it's time to go bye-bye
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i hope well, i never need a rascal yeah so so speaking of goals, do you do you have any, any goals in comedy now? I mean you you've you've done a lot of big things already in comedy winning uh festivals. You won last comic standing, you're a national touring comedian, you've had specials everywhere. Um I think you can want to come up on Showtime as well too, right?
2: Yeah, you know that's already out. That's and, already out, yeah. That's right. uh, yeah, it's called Sticky Change mm-hmm. and Showtime just shows it randomly. Mm-hmm.
3: Um
2: I think it'll be coming out on DVD and CD here pretty soon. Very nice.
0: Uh, Great.
2: But yeah, I definitely have more goals, man. I mean, um, I'm very unsatisfied. Get you know, you got we we talk about last comic and stuff like that, and that's so old to me. Mm. Like, I don't. What have I done today? You <laughs> know, that's nice. my well, question.
1: From what I can hear, um, you've smoked pot and drank beer today.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, but besides that, yeah. you, can still accomplish, you can still accomplish a lot of shit while doing that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: no, I was just curious, so what What do you think is, is, is next? What do you What do you hope to accomplish next?
2: I'm working on a sitcom.
0: Awesome. Nice.
1: I
2: want to do a, a show. It's pretty off the wall as you would imagine, but I feel like uh, our society's is ready for a little more wacky.
1: Definitely, yeah. <laughs> they can handle it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So is it uh, going to be based,
1: are you looking for something based on your life, uh, for a sitcom, or totally different?
2: Uh, I think it's a mixture of the two, it's like, uh... The thing I'm working on is based a lot about my life, but some aspects are taken out and some are added, you know? Absolutely. I think, yeah, it's amazing. People want to know what the key is to being a stand-up or, or successful. And I think it's just having a really good imagination.
3: Definitely. And being
2: able to, like think of things on your own and make your own ideas and create things. And there's a lot of steps after that is, you know, obviously then making your crazy pipe dream a reality, but, uh, it's just fun to create fun things.
1: Absolutely. I know. (laughs) So, out of all the YouTube videos you got, uh, which one's your favorite? I know you got the one. It's all most of the last comic standing is the one that's getting up to the two thousand. I'm sorry, the two million views. I, I think my favorite one was. Uh, well, I have two. It was when you handled the heckler, and when you get out palsied. Yeah, I like those two.
2: There's one that doesn't show up a lot of times, but uh, it's called "How Josh Blue Got."
1: Okay, yeah, I do not see that one. I am going to look that up, though. And then,
2: also, if you just go to the, uh, go to the You Hope I Change site, there's a link there to 20 videos of me being the politician. Nice. I think there's a lot of fun shit on there. And then there's just random... You know, in this day and age with uh, YouTube, people can just film you, write your show, and put your material up. And a lot of comics, that's very detrimental to their material if you can only write an hour of jokes. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't care if you put my shit online. I mean, my managers do, but I don't. <laughs> it just pushes me to write the next thing.
1: There you go. Now I'm gonna let the people know. I guess you got some you got a bunch of stuff coming up. You're gonna be in uh Fort Riley in September. I'm sorry, on Saturday the fifteenth. Then you're gonna be in Denver, Colorado, uh at Comedy Works. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to uh Burlington at the end of December, December thirty first. Yeah, New Year's
2: in what is that? Burlington, Iowa or something yeah. bullshit?
1: Yep. Yep, and then you're going to be at the Funny Bone Zanies. So I mean, you're going everywhere. You got Ohio, Tennessee, Georgia, but I see you're going to be coming back to Tampa uh, early next year, or yeah, yeah. May. Looks like you're going to be back here in May, man. And you're going to stay through Monday the twentieth. So who knows if you're if you're actually performing on a Monday at Side Splitters. Maybe I'll have to reschedule the show, or I'll have to come there and hang out, man, or get you up here somewhere. Yeah,
2: you could you could do a remote a remote cast.
1: There you go. We'll have We're to see. Down. We'll have to see if they'll let us do that.
2: Live from the green room.
1: <laughs> now you also go, and you, you actually also did a, his podcast as well, uh, McCurdy's Comedy Theory and uh, Comedy Theater, and you did his podcast a couple of months or. Earlier this year.
2: Yeah, I think that's on mine too.
1: Yep. Now, everybody says. This. There you go. Everybody refers to it as uh, McCurdy's, as good old McCurdy's, and it's just a, a fabulous club and very, very friendly for comics as opposed to a lot of the other yeah, clubs they, that are out there.
2: Yeah, a good carry you. It's like, it, it's, it feels family-like.
1: Cool, cool.
2: It's nice, yeah.
1: So we you are going
2: to,
1: what were you going to say, Josh?
2: Oh, I was just saying you guys should come hang out. Definitely.
1: definitely. Yeah. We are definitely going to get that to work out. Um, but we are going to actually. Gonna, you guys are going to show up then and I'm like, who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> you're well, you're going to be like, yo, that fat guy in the back. Yeah. Does he do radio? I've yeah. never seen anybody as fat as him. Yeah. Did he pay for three seats? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, an airplane?
0: we'll just show up with sandwiches and you'll be like, Oh, those are the fat guys I talked to on the radio.
1: There you go. I'm just going to bring a bag of apples. Nice. I yeah. was hoping. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> do you, do, do you, is there, is there a preference in smoking apple? Do you go with a granny Smith or red delicious or it doesn't you matter? I
2: found The granny Smith lasts the longest.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Cause it's already green. Yeah. yeah. And you
2: know, I mean, if, you know, apple pipes are good for about two, two and a half days. After that, you're just smoking on a compost. <laughs> awesome.
1: All right, Joshua. Well, listen, I want to thank you very much for taking a whole hour. I think we did over an hour uh-huh. out to do a show tonight. show tonight.
2: Thanks. What am I going to tell my wife after this? I need to have, like five more hours.
0: <laughs> Man, tell, her, I- tell her we have you on hold. For when we oh, need yeah, you to yeah. st- speak again,
2: I've been I've been listening to shitty Kenny G for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure uh, you guys start following me on Twitter too. Is uh, Justin Comedy?
1: Yeah, I sent yeah. You, I sent a, a little post out earlier <coughs> to you, and uh, I'll probably uh, if you follow me back, or even if you don't, I'll make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna email you out a copy of the show. Or I'll beat the engineer if he doesn't do it right. I Maybe I'll make him do it. He looked at me and goes, no, I don't want to do nothing. But, yeah, we'll get you out a copy of the show. I really want to thank you for uh, taking some time out again. It was a, a fun show, and I really appreciate it.
2: Hey, you guys are really fun, and keep up the good work,
1: fellas. All right, Dude, thanks. Thank we'll speak so much, to you bye. soon, Josh. All right, be safe. All right, bye-bye. Cool. Definitely cool. Very cool. Happy to have him on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wrap up the show, and we only got one more show in the year next week. Wow, yeah, that's true. Then we're we're off we're for, off for the two break. weeks. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do. What am I gonna do on a Monday night with nothing to do?
0: Drink heavily. Okay, I can do we that. Can do that. Yeah. God forbid I go work on my comedy. Oh God! Don't well, i already told I was already told <laughs> I was, I was
1: already told I suck
0: <clears> by you. Well, yeah, but that was for radio's purposes, not not for like true life. It's okay. Oh, so in real life, I don't truly suck. So, moving on. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys. Thank
1: you for tuning in. It's been a great show. Go ahead. Let's take us out. I want to hear my Hulk, the Incredible Hulk walking out music. I like listening to to that. It's great. We've come to the end of another edition of the Let's Be Frank Show. To catch up on past shows, find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podomatic at Let's Be Frank's Podcast. Want to be part of the show? Email Dave at Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank at Yahoo.com Stay funny, my friends. See you next week.